0: Welcome to the Far From Average podcast where we speak about topics and interview people who are far from average so you can take your business and your life to the next level. I have a very special guest with us here today, uh, Malik Hassan, the founder of Infinite Marketing Solutions and digital marketing expert. I don't want to talk him up too much, but man, this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to digital marketing. So Malik, go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself,
1: brother. Deuce, Malik Hassan. Um, like Brunel said, man, just happy to be here. Uh, you know, um, digital marketing specialist, pretty much just accountability. I mean, really just a host of things, honestly. Like, I would say really just putting me in one area kind of do me a disservice a little bit. But, um,
0: but yeah. I, for sure. I mean, philanthropists. I mean, you've been doing great work around the community out here in Las Vegas. So you've been doing a, a lot of things. But let's take it back just a little bit. How did you even get started in entrepreneurship like what was that moment that you realized hey I wanted to be an entrepreneur I kind of want to do things my own way because I know it's difficult especially especially when you're around people who aren't in aren't involved in entrepreneurship and don't and it's kind of like going against the grain like what made you want to do that
1: man you know what my first entrepreneurial uh, endeavor was selling fruit you know I would sell fruit bags I was probably like nine years old and um, I would sell fruit bags to, to my family members. You know, I would get, buy apples, oranges, and bananas and put them in the bag and, and sell them for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, for me, fortunately, I grew up, you know, in a household full of entrepreneurs. You know, my mom was an entrepreneur. My stepdad was an entrepreneur. You know, so I never really had the, the, the vision or the idea to, you know, to work a nine to five my whole life. Um, that was always... I, that was the norm for me right entrepreneurial yeah, for sure, so I kind of got I got brought up in that, so um really, I'm just you know living out what I was pretty much ingrained to do and and that's
0: entrepreneurship now digital digital marketing is like a it's a hot topic right now, very, very hot topic everyone wants to be online, everyone wants to take their business from offline to online and get leads and create content. What do you think people? should be looking for when going from offline to online and when they're looking to expand their brand on
1: the internet? Well, I would start by saying if you're not online, you don't exist. You know, but, you know, I guess it really all depends on, you know, with digital market, it all depends on where your audience lives, right? So, you know, really, you know, in the beginning, you have to do some trial and error. Uh, error, I mean, trial and error, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, just figuring out, like, where your audience lives, whether it be you know, on social media, that's YouTube, is that Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, et cetera. Um, and start to brand yourself around that and really just figuring out a way for you to kind of set yourself apart and being different. I always tell a lot of business owners, like, you know, go online and, and look for a business that's similar to yours, you know what I'm saying, and, and learn from those people. Yeah. You know, um, you you know, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel, but you can make it a little better. Yeah, for sure. And where your audience lives,
0: that kind of stood out to me. How do I find
1: that? So figuring out where your audience lives is like, okay, really figuring out who your audience is. Right. Right. But a lot of these social media platforms, they're very targeted. Right. So you can look you can literally just Google this stuff. You can look at the demographic of people that are on Facebook. You can Google the demographic of people that are on Instagram and kind of just figure out, you know, get, you know, go on those apps and, and experiment, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, see what results you can find. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I know you, not even just the online stuff, me and you met at a networking event that you hosted not too long ago. And now we're sitting here on this podcast speaking about digital marketing. So how important is it to kind of mix the digital marketing aspect with also boots on the ground and going out and meeting people?
1: I like that, boots on the ground. Um, It's very important, right? Because, you know, as a business owner, you're the face of your business, right? And especially in the beginning, nobody knows who you are, right? So you have to be boots on the ground. You have to... um, let people know, like, hey, I'm here. You know, my name is such and such. This is the services that I offer. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And networking events is a great place to do that because you run into other entrepreneurs. And one of the benefits of, you know, really having, like, that, that offline strategy like attending networking events is you meet other great people like yourself, and you guys can collaborate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And collaboration is huge. And also just learning. You know, they may give you some tools that can help you with your business or they may refer you to an app that can do X, Y and Z that can streamline your processes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, I you know, I highly recommend, you know, I'm, I'm all about rela- relationship equity and really like even to take it for a step further than just business, really just establishing uh, beneficial relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. That will pay off long term, yeah. and not even relationship that you can necessarily eat off of, but a relationship that your family, your children's children, can eat off, can eat off of. We call those generational relationships. Mm. You hear a lot, you hear a lot about generational wealth, but nobody's talking about generational relationships. Like, right. You know, the hope for me is, you know, our relationship can can trickle down to my children. Right. You know, and, and they can uh, get some of that success as well. You know, but yeah.
0: And one thing I thought was genius, so you you actually set up the networking event. That was your event that you hosted. Walk us through when you decided, like, I'm going to do a networking event. Because when I found out that you guys were the ones that set it up, I was like, this is such a good idea. Like, these dudes literally got paid, whether it was, uh, whether you guys broke even or made a little bit of profit, you guys got paid to meet high-level entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. In the local area and connect with more people. I thought that was genius. So walk us through how you came up with that idea and how you executed it. Yes, yeah. the idea of course is important, but executing yeah.
1: it. No, it's funny because you know initially we weren't even thinking about getting paid. You know the money wasn't even really a thing. It was it was more so an, an investment into ourselves, right? Yeah. The entire network. Um, but pretty much the idea came about, you know. I would attend, myself and another uh, gentleman, Jamari Sharp, shout out to Jamari, by the way, um, we would attend a lot of uh, networking events. And we always seen the same stuff. A lot of old, crusty people, right? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the old crusties out there. but The old crusties know, going
0: would be going. They know what's going on. It, it
1: would be, it's great. You know, and it expands your 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 base and your network. You know, but it was like we always had that yearn to connect with young people. Yeah. And, you know, we were like, we can't be the only ones that's out here, that's driven, that's motivated, that's getting after it in business. Uh-huh. Um, so he was like, you know what, you know, let's create our own event, right? Instead of going to everybody else's event and, and hunting all these other people, you know, I was like, you know what, we're going to create something, to have people come to us right mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what we did and um, we just hopped on it you know if you guys aren't familiar with you know eventbrite you can go on there and you can post an event completely free you know we went on there and created a little flyer uh on canva which is another platform where you can create content completely free um but you know went on canva create a flyer you know create a profile on eventbrite and you know pick the day I think we picked the day before we even picked the venue, I believe. Um, and wow. then we started, we went on the Peer Space, which, uh-huh. is a, which pretty much is a platform where it's, you can go on and you can find workspaces. You can rent workspaces. Uh-huh. So we seen a, um, a photography studio, like a selfie studio. And we thought that would be great for our event because we wanted to attract the younger demographic. Yeah. You know, and we wanted it to be a place that was fun. You know, usually like traditionally, a lot of networking events are like at bars or, yeah, you know, uh where a lot of the old crusties hang out.
0: You know? Yeah, it's like it's not even really networking. I've been to so many of those events and it's like people just show up to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. And and kind of mask it and say it's a business thing, but y'all really just want to get drunk. Yeah. And that's why especially out here in Las Vegas, so that's why they're all at bars. And when you when you decided to do this, you said you weren't you weren't doing it for the money, but you wanted to attract people. How's how important is it? Because when you attract people, you have some kind of value to give. I've seen the flyer. My mom actually sent it to me. She seen it. It popped up on her Instagram. She's like, oh, this looks like dudes that you would want to hang around. This looks like, looks like uh, younger dudes who are hosting this event. Like, go. How important is it to put out a message that's going to attract the kind of people? And how do you kind of formulate that and walk us through how you did it the way that you did it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's very important to attract those that you want into your life, right? Well, one, you have to become that person, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to take steps to become that person. What you become, you will attract more of, you know? Luckily for me, I had already taken those steps, mm-hmm. right? So w- when it came to the verbiage of attracting who I wanted, I was just trying to attract myself. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like I already knew, like what I would want to see, and I just put that in there, and I would use words like grow, learn, connect, build together, right? Yeah. All the stuff that young millennials love to hear. Yeah, impact, right? You yeah. know, I, I would use all of those words that we love, and um, to bring. I, and I knew we would we would, we would catch some eyes, and social media played a, a big role as well as far as the advertising. Of the event, uh, not just with event, But we also paid for like some paid advertising. But honest to God, you know, between myself and Jamar, we probably put fifty dollars into you know advertising on, on uh, Instagram. And that room was packed. And, and that in the reach of just that fifty dollars was that room you know, was packed. And uh, it's because that content was very intentional. Yeah. You know, it was purposeful. You know, every piece of content that we would release had intent and purpose and energy behind it. Yeah, And it just manifested itself. Yeah, and talking
0: about becoming a person that you want to attract, yeah. how do we do that? What do we need to do? Some of the daily habits, yeah. what are the things that I need to do to get to that point? Because there's someone who's watching this. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to get around a better group of men.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to get around a better group of people in general. But they just might not be that person. How do they? What do I need to do to start getting there?
1: Man, the first thing you do is go in, a, go in a room, turn off the lights, and close your eyes, right? You have to be able to see it first. You have to be able to envision yourself, envision that person that you want to become. Crystal clear, clear. Like, you want to really put that person into perspective, right? And once you get a clear picture of who you want to become, the how will work itself out, mm. right? But a lot of the times, we we get so stressed and worried about the how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to afford this? How am I going to do this, right? People, you know, they want to go to these business conferences and events, stuff costs money. They're worried about all this stuff. They don't even know who they want to become, right? So you have to, you know, sit down and really get to know yourself, you know, and figure out, like, okay, you know, who do I want to become and what habits does that person have? And you kind of just reverse engineer it, right? So, like, for me, an example, right, my, you know, I I would say, I was in a uh, what you would call inertia, right? Like a process of inertia. Like I was a I was an object that was just at rest. huh Right? Until an uh, external force came along and kind of knocked me off my, my little content path okay. and shook me up a little bit. Yeah. Right. And when that moment happened in my life, it was like, hey, I don't like the person that I am in this very moment. Like hey, okay, if I don't like that person, but I don't have to stay that person. You know what? Who do I want to become? And I started like you know I want to, and I started with the, the the values. You know, for me it was values. I, I didn't care about the money. I wanted to be somebody that was trustworthy. I wanted to be somebody that was honest. I wanted to be somebody that had integrity. I wanted to be somebody that people could look up to. Yeah. I didn't care about the money, mm-hmm. you know. And it was through me putting that picture in my head. I was like, okay, I, well, if I want to be honest, well, one, I got to stop lying. You know, I had I had learned I was a habitual liar, never, I never thought about it. You know what I'm saying? But I would lie about little things, right? And you know, and, and just many other different things. Um, but I would say that's a great start. It's really just getting to know who you are in this present moment. Be brutally honest with yourself. Who are you today? And put the picture in your head of who you want to be tomorrow.
0: Man, I think that's a great point, and. What do you think about... Because you, you're you from Chicago, right? You're yeah. not even from Vegas. Born and raised. And, wait, what made you come out here? Military. Oh, the military. Yeah, what military. You, oh, yeah, I know you... I remember you mentioned that. Now, how important do you think it is to get away from people who... Because they said, if you don't... What's the phrase? It was like, if you don't have... You're in a, you're in a prison. You're in a cage. Not a circle. Oh, yeah, okay. You, you know the phrase where it's like... Uh some so with your group of friends, you, you, have a, you have a cage, not a circle. Mm. But the point being with that, because of you know the exact quote isn't that important, but the point being is how important is it to expand and kind of get out of like the comfort of not only your hometown but like the comfort of your circle.
1: Yeah. I would say it's, it's very important because you know when we are products of our environment, and what you don't know, you don't know. You know, and that's why it's so important to expose yourself to new environments, new people, new perspectives. Because when you do that, you're able to kind of take a step, you know, you know you're in a box, right? When you're in the box, you can't see outside the box until you take a step outside of the box. Now you can see inside the box. Yeah. Right? And that's what exposure as as view. Right? That's what exposure allows you to do. It allows you to remove yourself from that box and actually take a look at the outside of the box and really figure out how, you know, you should be maneuvering and whatever, whatever. But um, for me, you know, you know I was a, a, I'm a Chicago kid to this day, but real deal Chicago kid through and through. Real deal inner city kid, right? And We got to get into that. I worshipped everything Chicago. Everything, the lingo, the, the this, the that, the this, right? And <laughs> a lot of that stuff was toxic. Right. And I didn't realize, you know, it was through my toxic traits as to why I kept getting the same results in life. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it until, you know, I joined the military and I got other environments around different types of people, you know. And the first thing was that I picked up on was like, okay, the lingo. Right. So, of course, when I leave Chicago, I'm I'm talking like a Chicago kid. Right. Yeah. And people always be like what? Huh? What? You know, I got tired of people saying that. It's like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I need to clean up my diction. I need to clean up my my vocabulary because I'm getting tired of repeating myself. And it was really irritating, right? Mm-hmm, sure. And Because uh, you go from
0: everyone understanding you to everyone oh, like, man, it what, was is, like, what is this guy talking about? You
1: know, like? it was like, you know, yeah, what is this guy talking about, right? And and there was some moments where I was like, man, I, I sound stupid. Like, I don't sound like somebody that's confident. Like, I don't sound like somebody that people can... Listen to and trust what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, I need to clean it up a little bit. You know, and that's just one of the things. Um, but it's very important that you you take that leap of faith and you separate yourself. And it doesn't have to necessarily be not saying you have to leave your hometown, you know, but it's very important that you, you know, you expose yourself to other things. And Become all of those worldly. all those things that you expose yourself to, you can bring those things back to the hood. And that was another thing that I learned, right? So if everybody's in the same environment, we all learning the same stuff. Right. You know, but if I can separate myself, you know, if I can separate myself and move into another environment, learn this, learn that, learn this. And now I can bring all those skills and whatever that I learned, bring that stuff back to the hood and help those brothers, help those sisters with their current situation, help them move. Well, pretty much help them create the life that they want to live. Right, so
0: let's take it back even further. Let's go back to when you were in Chicago, because I'm,
1: I'm interested. We haven't even
0: spoke about this. Yeah, yeah. what what was it like growing up out there? Like, paint the picture
1: for us. Hustle and bustle, you know. Um, Chicago is just like any big city. It's a lot going on. Um, it, it's 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 like it's about the grind. You know, everybody's grinding. Everybody's in uh, at least where I'm from. Everybody is. Over, you know, overcoming some sort of adversity. Like, everybody's in the same predicament, mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense, right? Like, like okay, my family ain't got money, you know. My friend, his family ain't got money either. You know, we all doing the same stuff, you know. And um, with that comes a lot of, uh, at least in the environment that I grew up in, it was a lot, a lot of toxicity, you know. but I, But for me, it was normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was normal seeing police sirens, ambulances. Like, it was normal hearing gunshots. Like, if I didn't hear gunshots,
0: you that hear was, like, weird. On.
1: For real. It, like, clockwork. Every day, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Mm. They letting off rounds. You know, like, that was just normal. That's the norm for us. You know, and you get conditioned to that stuff. You know? But that's kind of like how it was growing up in Chicago, man. Like, it, it teaches you a lot. It teaches you to, to really read between the lines with a lot of stuff because you have a lot of people that are trying to do, do you wrong, You know, so you don't really grow up trusting people, you know, um, and many other things. It it just makes you gritty. And I feel like that's one of the things, like big cities, they make you gritty. Yeah. You know, so.
0: But now, I mean, you got, obviously you got a nice house. Yeah. You're doing extremely well (laughs) for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing extremely well for yourself, digital marketing expert, infinite marketing solutions. When did you, when did you decide to reinvent yourself? Because the version of you that you're talking about. Yeah as far as like the slang yeah. and being from Chicago or mm-hmm. letting off rounds. Like yeah. I haven't even heard you speak like that before. Yeah, for sure. When yeah. did you decide to like reinvent yourself, kind of take, like you said, clean up your diction, clean up your vocabulary, yeah, clean up your look. I don't know if you've always looked oh, no. like this, but what when did you saying? decide to reinvent yourself?
1: Even like, you know, I was always, I would, consider all my, I would consider myself as always a good kid. You know, I was never, uh, I got into a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a troublemaker. Okay. That, that makes sense, yeah, right? kind of just in the mix. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the, the gun-toting kid. I wasn't the kid that you know, cats had, you know, giving their drugs to the state. I, I wasn't that kid. I was just, I would do just neighborhood stuff. I would bust windows. You know, I would have rock fights. That's what we do in the city. We know rock fights, or uh-huh. whatever. But um, for me, like I, you know, I talked about that moment of inertia. I wanted to create a certain life for myself. You know, even, you know, even growing up, I always had a mental picture of the life that I wanted to create for myself. Right. So as I got older, it would manifest into, you know, the the vision kind of got like, Oh, I want I want this kind of life. Right. And um, through me always having that mental picture. I just had a moment like that aha moment was like, yo, like your actions will not lead you to creating that life, dude. Mm -hmm. like you got to clean it up. Like, 100%. Like, your actions are actually going to lead you to your demise. You know, they were not progressive. Like, I was devaluing myself, right? that's a
0: hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, though. Like, how did you deal
1: with it? I was honest. I was just honest with myself. And I think a lot of times, like, we try to lie to ourselves. Like, you can only lie to yourself for so long. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I was brutally honest with myself. I said, you know what? Like, dude, like, right now, you suck. But you don't always have to suck, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can come out of that. I know some dudes who suck bad <laughs> and would never say that. No, for sure. Like I sucked, hundred percent. Like I just wasn't the person that my mom actually even raised me to be. Dang. Like I had, I had got sidetracked from that. Dang. Like my mom, you know, raised me to be a young man of integrity, a young man that respects, you know, women, and I wasn't doing any of that. Mm. I had got, I fell into the typical societal. Norms and expectations, especially right? out there in Chicago. I was a right? stereotypical dude, you know. Mm-hmm. I like, like, I would dress like all the other cats. Like, this the, the new Jordan, no knock against the sneakerheads. The new Jordans came out. Like, I had, yeah. I wanted them. Like, you know, yeah. was, everything was like the other people that I seen around me. But look how those people lived. I never, I didn't see, actually, I didn't even see anybody or knew anybody that actually lived the life that I wanted to create. So I was like, I just who had, do you model after? For me, honest to God, for me, I just had to create that, that image in my head.
0: Mm,
1: Honestly, that's I, just, tough. I, just, I just created that image in my head. I was like, look, I can be the first. Like, you know, and I I know. I I'm, can be the blueprint. You know, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not the first to whatever, you know what I'm saying? But in my head, I didn't know anybody. I didn't yeah. know any, It wasn't any seven-figure earners in my family. Right. Like, there wasn't anybody in my family that was, like, well off. Like, it just wasn't. My family was. This, my family is the stereotypical like Chicago family, like street. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's all I knew. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I didn't have that. You go to the schools, the teachers aren't, they don't they're not living the lives that I Like, it was just nobody around me. So I put that picture in my head, and the how really just unveiled itself, man. It's just like, when I made that decision to change, things just started being attracted into my life. Certain people just started being attracted to my life, you know, mm-hmm. not to get mystical, y'all, but that's truly, like, how it happened.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. how that's how it happens. Like, you're not going to attract a person being who you were before. You had to make those changes to do it. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's all fluff. Uh, give me some practical tips. But that is the most practical tip you can yeah. give somebody is change who you are. You're going to start attracting different people. 100%. For sure.
1: And you got to put some action behind it. Right. Sure. For me the action was sitting down and and getting clarity. Right? Like it, it has to be a, a level of action. You know, I did that and I'll give you guys a quick story, right? And and this is important for me to tell you guys a story because this individual, honest to God, changed my life. And when I made that decision, mm-hmm. within those two weeks of me making that decision, I'll tell you guys it was it was uh May 26, twenty nineteen, not even that, that long ago.
0: Yes, right? May 26,
1: twenty nineteen, I call it my reawakening. And what happened was that's when I made the decision. Two weeks after that, I met a, a older brother, mm-hmm. and pretty much um, that brother he came up to me. He was like, "Hey, like, hey, young man, like, you know, like, what kind of music do you listen to?" And I was like, "You know, I listen to rap, like, you know, Gunna, little Baby, like, I'm just, you know, like the regular <laughs> stuff, like, Who's High, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, like, you know, I figured you was gonna say that, right?" He chuckled. So I was like, "Okay, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, where is he going with this, like, you know?" And he was like, "Listen." I'm gonna give you a challenge, right? I'm very competitive. He's like, I'm gonna challenge you. He was like, I want you to go a year without listening to any music, just read books and listening to podcasts, right? And come back in that year and tell me how much your thinking has changed, right? And when he said it, what year did you say you did this? This was in 2019. I did the same thing in 2019. That's crazy. Continue, continue. Yeah, 2019. So, um, it completely went over my head. Nobody had ever said anything like that to me before, right? So it was odd. And it went over my head for about a week. And I was just on my phone. You know, I was still listening to the music. I was on my phone. And I noticed, the, uh, you know, that purple app, the podcast app, uh-huh. right? And I'm like, when did this get on my phone, right? I'm like tripping. I'm like, I never even noticed this app before, right? But what happened was he he planted that subconscious seed. Yeah, now it became real. Right? So I clicked the app. And I was like, well, what do I search? So I just typed in motivation, (laughs) right? (laughs) I just typed in literally motivation. The first person that popped up was Les Brown. Mm -hmm. It was Les Brown's archives. So I was like, you know what? Try this thing out. So the next morning on my way to work, instead of listening to the song, the music, I put on the podcast. I put on the Les Brown. And I got hooked instantly. It was like, whoa, that's different. Yup. You know, like Les talk like you got to be hungry. I'm like, oh, I like this, right? So listen to the next, the next podcast, the next podcast. Man, I was hooked. Like I went through all of Les's uh, archives in like a week. You uh, know, he has, and, you know, he has like a bunch of. I mean, you, right? years and years of stuff. A week, I'm just just consumed with Les Brown. After I finished all the Les Brown archives, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, what What else is it? got to be some other stuff, right? Yeah. And I realized how far behind the curve I was. I was like, wow, like, I'm way behind the curve, like, and I was, like, just baffled But just the information that he was giving, just with personal development, like, not, not even on no business type stuff, yeah. right? And um, I started, you know, listening to other people, um, cats like Rob Dow, um, Mindset Mentor, mm-hmm. and they would talk about just personal development. And I yeah. just started getting into that stuff. And then my, my life did a complete 180. No exaggerations. No exaggerations. I did the
0: same thing in yeah. 2019. I remember, and I don't want to get into it, yeah. but on my way to work, I would tap into the same podcast, audiobooks, all that stuff for about a year. Yeah. Completely changed my life as well. Yeah. So from Chicago, getting into the military, military, how much of an impact did that have huge. on becoming who you want to be? Because what was your discipline like before you got into the military? Because I know that's huge. Like oh. out of Chicago, what kind of discipline? So like you implement, we
1: had like okay, you know, there was a certain level of discipline. I've always been a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I've always been uh, you know a grinder, right? Like I'll, I've never had any problem with getting after it. Honestly, that's just that's just you had to have that growing up in the city, like if you wanted to eat. <laughs> you, like, you got to work. Like, yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was never an issue. Um, but when I made that decision to join the military, I was I was nervous. You know, uh-huh. I was like, man, like, is this the right decision? You know, but the, the position that I was at that time when I made that decision, I already didn't have – I felt as though at that time I didn't have any other options. Mm-hmm. And um, – I made that decision, and with hindsight, 100% was the best decision I ever made. And what the military did was they refined my discipline. Like, they just, like, I already had it, but they just nailed it down. Like, and they gave me, like, strategies. And it was also in the military where I learned I was a leader. I never called myself a leader until, before I, until after I joined the military. Mm. And when I was in basic training, I was one of the leaders of my, uh, my flight, right? And uh-huh. being one of those leaders, you have a sense of responsibility. I carry myself a certain way. I wanted the other people in my flight to see, like, hey, this is how you. This is how the leaders comporting themselves. You need to be comporting yourself accordingly as well. Yeah. Like, just had zero tolerance for a lot of the little BS and stuff that yeah. was going on. Um, I was kind of like the enforcer in, in, in my flight, but um, but yeah, man, it was it was in the military with like you know they honed down their discipline, and I learned that they showed me that. I was a leader, you know, so which changed my life.
0: Yeah, Maybe. for sure. Well, man, you got an incredible story. Where can we find, where can all the people find you as far as the, the marketing company and then your personal stuff?
1: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, for, you know, anything marketing, digital marketing related, you can visit www.infinitemarketing com. Again, that's Infinite Marketing Solutions, S O L N S.com. And uh, you can also find me on uh, primarily uh, Instagram, which is underscore, underscore, Malik Kassan, M-A-L-I-K-H-A-S-S-A-N.
0: And all his links and everything will be right down below in the description. I really do appreciate you being here, brother. And then we got to get you back on, man. talk a little bit more about the marketing. But I appreciate everyone who tuned in. Make sure to check out Malik right down in the description below. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.